Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Are you political or are you spiritual or are you both? Sometimes political people say, I'm not interested in spirituality because I'm a political person. Or some people say, well, I'm a spiritual person, so I'm not interested in any politics. Or can a Christian be political? Or can a non-believer be spiritual? Which one is right? Today, we're going to study from Acts chapter 13, verses 36 through 39, and we're going to touch on this very issue. You might think like, oh, Brother Sammy, are we just talking about uh, spirituality only? Of course, well, well, throughout, uh, throughout the book of Acts, we see the work of the Holy Spirit and how the church is formed, how the gospel is advancing among all people. But among all people, there are political people as well. And today, specifically, we see some political uh, things, elements here. So we're going to touch on that as well. So let's look at how the work of God is being done in this particular chapter, chapter 13, verses 36 through 39. For David, after he had served God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried among his fathers and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through him, Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things, from which you cannot be freed through the law of Moses. Amen. Now, I want, you, I want you to look at two important figures here. First one is in the beginning part of verse 36. For David. David. Who is David? He was a political figure in Israel. He was the most important kings, king that we can think of in the book of Old Testament. And all the Jewish people respect him, revere him so much, and they put the national identity in him because he is one of the best kings, king in history of Israel, who was a man after God's own heart. At the same time, look at verse 39. We see another important figure. It said the ending part through the law of Moses. Who was Moses? Moses was a spiritual leader. He was not just a leader. He was the spiritual leader who led two million people out of Egypt, who led two million uh, people in the wilderness for 40 years in God's wisdom and God's power. He received the law of God. And he gave instruction to this people. He met God face to face. He was definitely a spiritual leader that the people of Israel uh, revere so much. And we can see, we can even see in the flag of Israel, we see the David star, but also two blue lines that really uh, signifies and represent their dedication to the Lord uh, through prayer. We can see the spirituality and the political part, uh, political element in one flag there, a Jewish flag. So Jewish, for Jewish people, David and uh, Moses were very, very important figures, the spiritual and political uh, figure. But before we talk about today's passage, I want to really touch on the context of this chapter. Chapter 13 is talking about a church uh, commissioning Paul and Barnabas. The Holy Spirit prompted them, prompted this church to set apart these two gentlemen, Paul and Barnabas, to go on a missions trip. So they fasted and they prayed and they laid their hands upon these two people, two uh, apostles. And the Holy Spirit went with them. Holy Spirit really, Holy Spirit is the one who sent them. But let me pause right here a little bit. Just because the Holy Spirit sent does not mean everything will be easy. No, it was totally the opposite. It was very, very difficult. There was attack. 
two types of attacks that we will see in, from uh, to this passage. One was a spiritual attack, another one was a political attack. Again, even the attacks can be both spiritual and political. So just because the Holy Spirit is sending you doesn't mean that you can expect all the happiness and all the, uh, the, uh, the rosy road. There can be a thorn, thorny road ahead of you. So we have to have this expectation. Yes, the Holy Spirit is spinning, uh, sending us and He is going with us and He's going to use us in a mighty way for His glory. But it could be a difficult road as well. We must expect those attacks. We must expect persecutions. So first attack was a spiritual attack that we can see verses 4 through 12. So Paul and Barnabas, they went to a city and then they shared the gospel. And there was a proconsul, he was a, a political leader who was very interested in the Bible. He was interested in the gospel. He wanted to know more about Jesus Christ. However, there was a spiritual attack. There was a man named Bar-Jesus or Illumis. He was a magician. He was a witchcraft. And he wanted to do everything to stop this gospel sharing. He wanted to prevent this proconsul from hearing the gospel of Christ Jesus. So he did everything he could do. However, Paul confronted him and Paul prayed in the name of Christ Jesus against this man and this man became blind for a few years, a few days. So wow, amazing confrontation, spiritual battle happened and then it was won by Paul and Barnabas, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, who was obedient to the Holy Spirit. Guess what happened? This proconsul, the leader, when he saw what was happening right in front of his eyes, when he saw this magician was defeated by Paul and Barnabas in the name of Christ Jesus, this man proconsul put his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yes, yeah, spiritual attack is hard. It's not easy. And we must expect that spirit, uh, attack, spiritual attack as well. However, God can turn it around. God can even use it for the greater glory that this man, the proconsul, became a Christian. So, we don't have to worry about this attack because God is going to win. God already won. Jesus already won. We just need to depend on Him and we just need to move forward with Him, defeating the enemies in the name of prayer Jesus. And we will need to see amazing work of God that God can even turn around this spiritual uh, person, I mean the political person as well. Now, but the problem did not finish right there. Problem happened after problem. So Paul and Barnabas went to another place and they did the same thing. They shared the gospel of Christ Jesus. And that we can see from um, most apart in chapter 13. And the pinnacle of this message is today's passage. So let's look at today's passage again. For David, after he had served God's purpose, in his own generation fell asleep and was buried among his fathers and underwent decay. So we can see that David, even though he was a mighty king, he was a political figure, most powerful political figure in the history of Israel, but he was just a human being. He went through, un he went through decay. He also decayed, meaning that he died. He is not uh, forever. However, verse 13, for, uh, 37, But he whom God raised, who, who is this? Jesus, did not undergo decay. So what does that mean? Jesus died, but in three days he was, he was risen from the dead. He did not go through decay. 
He was not decomposed, but he is risen from the dead. He rose from the dead. He is alive. He is Jesus Christ. Yes, he also. He is the Lord of Lords, and he is King of Kings. 37, 38. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through him, through Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you because Jesus died. Your sins can be forgiven. Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And through him, through Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you cannot be freed through the law of Moses. Yes, law of Moses is good because God gave that law to Moses. But even that law cannot truly give us freedom. But only Jesus can give you true freedom from freedom from bondage of sin and death. So that is the message Paul and Barnabas were preaching, communicating to the people of Israel and Jewish people in the synagogue. So there are a lot of people listening to this message, and amazingly, a lot of many of them are interested in more and more and more. And then there were like a, almost whole city gathered together to listen to this message. But here's the thing: there's always people who are jealous about God's work. So there were Jewish people who were very jealous about this, and they 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 hated Paul and Barnabas gaining traction. So they want to they wanted to stop this movement. This time, they did politically. They they gathered some devout uh, women and also leading men of the city to stop this movement. So they gathered this political people, political figures, and they eventually kicked out Paul and Barnabas from the city. But here's the thing. The Paul and Barnabas, they were not discouraged. They were like, well, we tried so hard for God, and then now what's happening here? We're kicked out from the city? That is not good. That is not fair. Well, this is not how Paul and Barnabas reacted. They were rejoicing. Because they felt worthy of persecution and they shook their shoes and they moved on to another place. What does that mean? The gospel was even progressing, advancing to another place. The gospel did not stay in one location. However, even before that happened, a lot of people coming to Jesus Christ, the gospel was preached not only among Jewish people because a lot of Jewish people re uh, rejected the gospel of Christ Jesus. But Paul was saying, because you are rejecting, the gospel is moving to the Gentiles as well. And then the Gentile people were so happy about that. And many Gentiles, many nations coming to Jesus Christ because of that. So we see, just like this proconsul coming to Jesus Christ, yes, there was attack. This time, it was a political attack. However, God was still at work, and God was still prevailing. If you remember from last week, in Acts chapter 12, verses 23 and 24, King Herod, he died because he did not give glory to God. However, the gospel was advancing, gospel was multiplying even more. What does that mean? Human fails, but God prevails. The same principle happens right here. Yes, the human tried to stop the work of God. However, the human failed. But God prevails all the time. The gospel was progressing. Gospel was advancing because of God's power. And it was even uh, multiplying throughout, not just in uh, Israel, Judea, Samaria, but 
all around the world. So God used the persecution. God used the political attack to advance his kingdom, to fulfill his promise. So again, we need to depend on him. We need to trust in him because God is so great and he is greater. And we can truly trust his power and wisdom wherever we go, whatever we do for the kingdom of God. Yes, so there's there's attack, spiritual and political attack, but God wins all the time. But here's one more thing that we need to remember. Political, spiritual, which one is right? While political attack, spiritual attack, they can do anything about, they cannot do anything about God's work. But even the political and spiritual figure that people people of Israel respected and hoped so much, they cannot really do much to people of Israel, to Jewish people, or to uh, everyone here. Now, let's go back to today's passage again. As we can remember what was said in this passage, that even David, you know, he died. Even the national symbol, national identity, political identity for Israel people, this David could not do anything for the people of Israel because he is not there anymore. He is just a historical figure because he died. However, Jesus Christ, he rose again. He is alive and he is the one. He is the true Lord. He is the true King and he is the true mighty one who rules over us even now. So we must focus on Christ Jesus, that he is the true political figure that we need to put our trust in. In. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. But at the same time, look at 39, that through him, Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. People of Israel, they trusted, they hold on to the law of Moses so much. They're still keeping the law of Moses, thinking that by doing so, they can get closer to God, they can be holier, they can be purified before God. That was their hope. But the Bible clearly says none of them can happen through the law of Moses. Law of Moses cannot give you freedom. But who can truly give you freedom? It is God. It is Jesus Christ who rose from the dead who can truly give you, he can truly give you freedom from bondage of sin and death. Wow, this is so important, brothers and sisters. Who can give you freedom? I mean, law of Moses and any religious activities or duties that you do to please God, there is nothing you can truly earn the freedom from doing those things. Only one who can give you the freedom is Christ Jesus. Why? Because he died for your sin and he rose from the dead to give you eternal life. So he's the only one who can give you freedom from bondage of sin and death. He is the one who saves you from the bondage of sin and death. So he is the savior. But at the same time, he is the true political figure. He is the Lord who rules even now because he is alive. He conquered the death. He defeated the death with this eternal perpetual victory 
over sin and death. So he is the Lord and he is the Savior and he is our focus of worship and he is the one, not David, not Moses, not law of Moses, but he's the only one who deserves our praise and worship forever and ever. So that is the message that Paul was speaking here. Yes, there was a spiritual attack and political attack, but God won all of them. Yes, there's a spiritual spiritual figure and a political figure that you want to trust in, but none of them can save you. None of them can free you. None of them can forgive you. Only Christ Jesus can forgive you. Only Christ Jesus can give you freedom because He died for your sin and He rose from the dead. He conquered the death so that He is the only one who can forgive you. He is the only one who can give you freedom from bondage of sin and death. He is the only King and He is the only Savior. He is the Lord and He is the Savior. So come to Jesus. That's the only way. That's the only way that you can have this forgiveness. That's the only way that you can have true freedom. That That's the only one whom you can do, be truly spiritual and truly political in God's way. Come to Jesus. Put your faith in Him. He is the Lord and Savior that you need. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this message, Lord. Father, sometimes we can be caught up with so many different political figures and we can be caught up with so many uh, spiritual activities other than you. But Father, please help us to focus on you alone because you are the Lord. You are the Savior. You are the only King of kings. You are the only Lord of lords. So Father, please help us to focus on you and worship you and believe on you so that we can truly experience the forgiveness and freedom from bondage of sin and death for your name, for your glory. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we prayed. Amen.